If there's one thing that I know is challenging so many people on relationships, it's how to be vulnerable and independent. Hey, Adele Wong here. And I have to say, in my 17 years of working with thousands of people around the world on creating better relationships, which is intimately tied to your purpose, why you're even here on planet Earth, this one challenge comes up over and over again. And although it sometimes looks different, it's flip sides of the same coin. So you can feel into which of these scenarios best fits you in your situation. And just do know that you have plenty of company in this journey as a human, because nothing is more important to us than developing good relationships. And especially in the Western world, many people struggle with this dance between vulnerability and independence. So there are a few patterns that I see with relationships that can tell you if you have an imbalance or uh, something that can be tweaked in this area. One is if you get a sense that you're uber independent, meaning that you're very uncomfortable relying too much on anyone because it's been deeply disappointing to you in the past, or maybe you've been ridiculed for needing someone when you needed them, or there's a feeling that you you can handle everything all by yourself and that you're there for other people, but you notice that they're not always there for you. Can you relate? Sometimes people feel a certain loneliness, a certain detachment, um, and it may not be horrible, But there is often a yearning inside that there's got to be more than you forever being so strong all the time, especially when you'd really rather not be. Nothing wrong with being strong, but if that's the only way you know how to be going through life, it can feel like something very soft and juicy has been missing. So that's one common experience that I see with many of my other clients. The second experience is when people feel very self-conscious, ashamed, or embarrassed for being too needy. They feel like they often uh, require more attention than other people are willing to give them. They feel a little bit embarrassed for wanting others for validation. And sometimes Folks even know that they rely on external sources of validation. Um, I would say in my experience, um, most of the time when people need validation from others, they're not really aware of it. But you might be in the group that does know, hey, I live for the girls in my life. And when I don't get enough praise or positive reinforcement for others, I feel very um, out of sorts. And so there's a sense of, I feel weak without having, like, I, I should be more independent than I'm, but I'm not. The third category has to be when you're trying to tow this magical line between being too independent and too needy. That someone told you that it's uh, about compromise, it's about balance. And so a lot of times there's a tension inside. So this might show up as, gosh, you know, I'm really having a a hard time with something, but I really don't want to tell anyone. 
because I don't want to ruin their day. I don't want to bring them down. I don't want to seem negative. I don't want to be one of those people. Um, usually my experience has been that is more common than the opposite of feeling like, oh, I don't want to be too independent. Although sometimes, especially for women in the dating scene, there's a feeling of, I'm afraid of coming across too strong and too independent because then men will be turned off. So those are the three categories I typically see. And you can just feel out to which one fits you the most on your journey. And there's no right or wrong, but it doesn't matter which one you're in. In my experience, this is about not feeling comfortable with the dance of opposites. This is often known as shadow work. Um, And it's instead of trying to meet everything in the middle and hit this magical 50%, which a lot of people try to do, which by the way, number one, isn't very doable. And number two, isn't very satisfying or realistic because it still doesn't allow you to be the full you. Instead of trying to do that and forever tiptoeing the line, shadow work encourages you to really reach for both. Not either or, but and and both. And to do it at the same time. Meaning, and that that can be a challenge in the beginning if you're not able to tune into both. What happens is, in our culture, many of these qualities that we want have also been judged as bad, lesser than, especially vulnerability. That, you know, another word, and I, I, I like to use the word that's the most charged for people because it's a better test. Another word is weakness or codependency. And if you hear these words and you notice yourself squirming inside, yay, you've stumbled upon an energy that's in every human on planet Earth, and it's an energy you have judged, you don't like, you don't want to be that, and you don't think anyone else should be either. And this is very common. Our culture does this. There's this idea that this energy is bad, and that energy is good. And what happens is everybody rushes to try to be gooder and tries to run away from the badder. But in reality, these are just flip sides of the same coin, meaning there are natural energies just like blue and red and green and orange. We would never say that a color is better than another. They're just different. And in fact, if you want to create a masterpiece for your life, You need access to every color, and it's the same way in relationships. Have you ever been around someone who is the uber-strong type, or maybe you identify with that? And a lot of times there's a subconscious feeling from the other person, whether you are that or you're around someone like that, that you don't really know them or you only know a part of them, and you may even admire someone's strength, but you'll notice things like they don't reach out for help when you would be happy to provide support, or they overexhaust themselves because they don't want to reach out, and there may be puzzlement from everyone else. And that is classic of somebody who's uber-independent, And if you are that person, there's often a deep 
disappointment, embarrassment, and even a resentment inside. You know, I'm so strong for everyone else, but in fact, no one really knows me and no one is there for me when I need them. So if I want anything done, I have to do it myself. If I want it done right, I have to do it myself. Can you relate? When in reality, nobody really knows how you want something or what you want because you haven't actually told anyone. Or maybe you have, and depending on how you've been um, communicating, it's not coming across. And I'll get to that in a moment. But back to the issue of polarities. I invite you to get to know, especially if you're uber independent, get to know your weak side without squirming, without shame, to develop an awareness that you have as much strength and as much weakness in you as anyone else on planet Earth. You were born with a full palette. It's just that you've been running and only using half of your colors in your crayon box and disregarding the other half because each of these energies has tremendous value. We know that from the weakness side of the house, it's been judged as you know, a failing, it's embarrassing, codependency, oh my God, I don't want to be that. And we know what that looks like. But if you really sit with the energy of weakness and codependence, it has a lot of beautiful gifts to offer you. One of them is the ability to receive, to let other people in, to be totally open to someone coming in and helping you. And this is where people squirm. Well, no, I'm not really codependent. I'm just needing a little support. But I would encourage you, go as far as you can to find the side of you because it's there. It's in everybody. You're not codependent all the time. But there are times when being weak, vulnerable, codependent, whatever word you want to use, and I encourage you to use the word that makes you squirm the most. That's how we can detoxify it. Go there and notice that there are tremendous gifts that come from that side of the house. First of all, it allows other people the joy of giving to you. If you are one of those uber-independent people that finds tremendous pleasure in giving to others, imagine what it would feel like for other people to feel the honor of giving unto you, that you have allowed them, that you trust them enough to let them in. Can you imagine the, the, the deep satisfaction and appreciation that gives someone to be allowed, that you have granted them, you know, that you think enough of them to let them in. This is the way intimacy is developed. And of course, it, we do it over, um, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. There's a, a, there's a, a vetting process. So there are ways, just like you would like to get to know someone, you wouldn't divulge everything in one fell swoop. You would be testing to see how this feels. And in order to do that, in order to be vulnerable, you have to first be honest with yourself in terms of how you really feel and what you really need. Because if you don't know that, 
it's very difficult for others to meet you there. And this is what a lot of uber-independent people struggle with. When they feel bad, they, there's a sense of, I shouldn't feel that way. That's wallowing. That's self-pity. There's a lot of judgment for that. And so if you're judging those feelings, there's a tremendous effort to cover that up so no one else ever sees that. Also, if you judge this energy of weakness, codependency in yourself, anyone else around you that's showing these qualities will set you off. It'll feel uncomfortable for you when someone else is feeling vulnerable. It's going to trigger something like, oh my God, what a hot mess over there. She needs to just get it together. No one should feel like a hot mess. I'm not. You shouldn't be. There's a lot of judgment. Can you feel into how getting to know this part of you, and don't kid yourself, it's there. It's in me. It's in anyone else. It's just like being able to see a color, a color red, color purple. I mean, yes, there are some people who are technically colorblind, but I have yet in my thousands of clients around planet Earth, I've yet to know anyone who was born on the planet missing this entire set of the crayon box. They're just trying to hide it. But when you open it up, the colors that you can start painting in your relationships, it's like going from black and white to full color or 3D. It's a beautiful thing. And it intensifies and deepens your intimacy with others. Same thing If you're struggling to find your independence, you've been told that, especially in um, the American culture, independence is a good thing. Our culture really values independence much more than group cohesion and interdependence. It's just the way this culture was um, formed. I can do it all by myself. Watch me. Um, It's a little bit of a John Wayne energy sometimes to go it alone. There's something sort of romanticized about that, that I can solve all my problems all by myself. And it's also pretty lonely. But the advantage, the the pluses of independence is, yes, you are able to take care of yourself. So if you are someone who feels very dependent on others, see if you can also tap into the independent side of you that perhaps Other people told you you couldn't be. Oh, you're a woman, you need a man. Or you're not that smart. Or you're not that capable. And perhaps you believed it. And you started to to take on this idea, I am a codependent person, I I need everybody else. But that intelligence, that strength, she's there. Or he's there in you. Get to know this part of you. And that way, um, people who have trouble with independence, for example, they get irritated, jealous, or envious of other people's successes, right? Because I wish I could do that. There's a part of you that's saying, I could do that if I let myself. And in order to do that, I need this energy. Are you feeling that independence and codependence, one is not better than the other, but The more you can feel the full range of these emotions, the more you can be yourself. Instead of trying to be a compromise or trying to be more independent or trying to be less codependent, it's more that, yes, I am all that. Not everything, 
not all the time, but I have access to my codependent side so that if I'm having a rough day, doggone it, I really want you to listen to me and I'm not going to hold back. Same thing with independence. I can take care of myself. I know what I want and I'm going for it. This is especially useful in the dating situation. If you're a woman and you have not embraced your codependent or weak or vulnerable, whatever word sets you off the most, although you might think you want a man to open up to you, oh, he never shares his feelings. He, I never know how he's feeling. I really want to know how he's feeling. It gets in the way of me feeling close, intimate. The minute he does, you may feel uncomfortable. It may feel like, whoa. And I've seen this over and over, and many men know this. So that, that's why they know, no matter what the woman says, if she's not in touch with her softer side, he can't go there with her. It, because she is on some level relying on him to be, you know, carrying this, uh, an independence to her. And, and vice versa as well. You know, if you're somebody who um, needs to be needed, for example, um, you know, I, 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 I get my validation through other people, you're going to feel uncomfortable around someone's independence because they don't need you. They just want to be with you. And that can be a funky dance for some people when they feel like, well, if they don't need me, why would they want me? Why? Because you're more than just a nurturer. So I'll wrap this up because this is getting kind of long. But the net of this is that these two energies of, in, of independence and codependence, they both have value then they both have a, um, a shadow side. So the more aware you are of how this is running in you, the more you can be yourself. And by playing with these two energies, when you're interacting with someone, you can create relationships that are much more intimate and interdependent, which means I would love to have you in my world, but I'm not totally depending on you for my emotional lifeblood. If you somehow disappear or get hit by a beer truck or ghost me or just decide you don't want to have anything to do with me, I have enough of the independent part of me that I, although my heart will be broken, I know that I can still take care of myself. I will be okay. It'll hurt, but I'll be all right. I'm not relying on you to prop me up in this lifetime. Um, and same thing with the other side. This gives you a sense of strength and vulnerability at the same time. Because one without the other will feel very scary. If you only have the codependent side, there's this panic that if your relationship goes away, you will literally be destroyed. And that puts a very tough burden on the partner. Because on some level, the other person can feel this dependency and they start to resent it. And they oftentimes will ha try to help you even more. And that just, it sets up a, a dynamic that um, doesn't feel very good. I'll have another clip out on, if you're a woman who tends to attract men that you end up mothering, send me a note, let me know, uh, and I'll send you another clip so that this clip doesn't get too long. But all of this has to do with getting to know these two energies better instead of running from one to try to be more of the other. And then judging everybody else on the other side of the house. 
For truly intimate partnerships, we really do need both. Get to know these. And if you can invite both of these energies in you at the same time, you're not running. You're not running from one to the other. You're just fully present. No matter what the other person does, you can let them in. You can take care of yourself. You can share your, 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 sense, your vulnerability. And you can be pushing back on what you want so you don't disappear into the other person's likes and desires. I hope this is helpful. Um, some of you may want to talk with me more about this. This is a lot of spiritual heavy lifting known as shadow work. And it's what I specialize with all my clients because it's a boatload more useful than just positive thinking and trying to fix your mind with mindset mantras and things like that, which are, are useful, but not for this kind of thing in my experience. So this is Adele Wong. I hope you found this useful. Uh, reach out. Love to hear what you think of this. Join me on TikTok and all social media. I also have an e-zine. You'll hear from me periodically. I don't tend to send things out very often, but when I do, I like to share things that I think could be helpful. So until next time, stay well. Thanks.